calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Welcome to this episode of Take 15 of the CFA Institute. My name is Greg Seals, Director of Fixed Income and Behavioral Finance, and we're here at the 2010 Fixed Income Conference in Newport Beach, California. Today we have the pleasure of being joined by Kristen Seva from Payton & Regal. Kristen is the head of Emerging Market Debt at Payton & Regal, and we're here today to talk a little bit more about emerging market debt and how it can fit into your portfolio. Well, welcome, Kristen. Thanks. Now we're talking about emerging market debt and probably more people are familiar with emerging market equities than debt. So for a fund that already has exposure to EM equities, how should they think about the addition of EM debt into their portfolio? Well, typically that's the way that uh, people have gotten exposure in the past to emerging markets is that if they like the emerging market story, they would get their exposure through equities. But we're finding more and more, um, particularly after how well the emerging market debt asset class has performed vis-a-vis -vis emerging market equities, both in terms of total return and also in terms of a lower uh, risk or lower uh, standard deviation, that I think that there's a lot more comfort that these asset classes do behave somewhat differently. Uh, the correlation between the two is about a 0.65. Of course, that goes up as do all risky asset classes, you know, have, have a higher correlation to each other during periods of extreme financial crises. But the two asset classes do behave uh, somewhat differently. So um, with that and also with the fact that um, emerging market debt is more of a sovereign exposure as opposed to a purely corporate exposure, um, I think that most institutions are now feeling very comfortable in taking emerging market exposure in their fixed income portfolios as well. And with that, I, what we're really seeing is a move, particularly um, amongst pension funds and endowments, to look at the asset class not just tactically, as they had before, as part of an overall core plus program or global within a global bond exposure, but to really make a strategic allocation to emerging market debt. One of the big risks, obviously, is, is currency risk, and maybe more so in a debt um, in a debt framework than in an equity framework on a relative contribution to return. So how do you look at currency risk in EM debt portfolios, and what are the things you think about in terms of hedging or not hedging? Well, there's two different types of emerging market debt. There's one type that is dollar pay, where you do, do not take on the outright currency risk. Um, and then another part and more, uh, more quickly growing part of the market is the local pay market, where you do take on the currency risk of that bond. Uh, so for uh, portfolios that do have a dollar pay benchmark, most of those fund managers are, are trying to find uh, opportunities within the local pay space, but they tend not to hedge back that currency risk because they feel comfortable with, uh, you know, with that currency and feel that they can make a return on the currency side and also on the bond side. And if you hedge back that currency risk, then you're hedging out some of the higher yielding opportunities, um, and it's, it's quite expensive to hedge within the emerging market space. Um, so we're also seeing a lot, um, a lot more investors just want to have that non-dollar exposure, and they want to have it in the emerging market currencies, which are 
more undervalued uh, relative to some of the other developed currencies and where the fundamentals are better in terms of potential growth going forward. So you do see investors now seeking out that currency exposure as well. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier the strong performance of emerging market debt relative to equity. So given that strong performance, which has been you know, fairly persistent, I guess, for a while, what's the case for EM debt going forward? Some may say, well, it's time to switch over to equities, but could you make the contrary point? I still think it's important to have both within a portfolio because I think they do serve different functions. I think that emerging market equities are really a play on uh, different uh, corporates that uh, are new plays within the corporate markets. Uh, in the emerging market debt space, certainly there is a, a corporate market, but much of that market is sovereign. And I think uh, this, that sovereign element within a portfolio, if you want to get any sort of global government risk these days, you're probably going to want to invest in the emerging markets as opposed to Europe or the UK or Japan or even the US, just in terms of where those fundamental divergences are. Um, the emerging market countries have much better public sector balance sheets, much better debt to GDP, fiscal balances, and you know, you're just seeing the opposite trend and, and very disturbing trends in uh, debt sustainability in the developed market. So if you want to have some, some sovereign exposure within your portfolio, it's, it's important, I think, to have some emerging market exposure. Great. Well, thanks so much for your thoughts today, Kristen. Thank you. Nice to be here. And thanks for joining us for another episode of Take 15 at CFA Institute. Copyright 2010, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.